Welcome to the Stork Storytime podcast at the North Liberty Community Library. Are you expecting or thinking of starting a family? If so, this podcast is for you. Just as it's never too late to develop a love of reading, it's never too early either. Hello, my name is Jennifer Jordabrek and I'm the Assistant Director at the North Liberty Community Library. Hello, I'm Melanie Harrison, the Program and Marketing Coordinator at the North Liberty Library. And today we'd like to welcome our guests, Deb Ruff and Laura Albert. They're both registered nurses and international board certified lactation consultants at Mercy Hospital, Iowa City. Thanks for taking some time to talk with us today, ladies. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Welcome to our podcast, Deb and Laura. Before we talk about breastfeeding, can you tell us a little bit about yourselves and your jobs at Mercy Hospital? I am Deb Ruff. I am a registered nurse. I have worked here at Mercy Hospital for the last 32 years in the maternal child unit. The last six years, I have been an international board certified lactation consultant. And the last three years, I have been in the full-time position of lactation consultant here at the hospital. I love working with the moms and the newborns. And my name is Laura Albert. I'm a registered nurse and international board certified lactation consultant and also a mother of three breastfed children. I love working um, with the newborns and I've been doing it for 17 years now in some form or another. From being a nurse aide at the age of 18 in a neonatal intensive care unit to neonatal flight nursing and um, more recently helping moms and babies with breastfeeding here at Mercy. That's wonderful. Lots of great experience then. Uh, Today's topic is breastfeeding. We're going to talk about the benefits to both mother and child when you choose to nurse. We'll discuss some of the difficulties that new moms um, might face or encounter when they're breastfeeding. Uh, We're also going to highlight the lactation services and support that Mercy Hospital provides. Uh, We also want to share some tips or best practices uh, to help you listeners out there ensure a successful experience, not only for your baby, but your whole family as well. And that's a lot of information, so we're going to go ahead and get started. All right, Deb and Laura, can you um, share with the listeners some benefits for breastfeeding um, for mom and baby? I will take mom. Uh, For moms, they have uh, less cancer, less heart disease, uh, decreased diabetes, uh, less risk for osteoporosis. You get back to your pre-pregnant weight faster. There's less depression. You miss less work. Obviously, you're going to save money if you're not buying formula. Um, It promotes bonding, and you get better rest and better sleep, even though that's interrupted (laughs) sleep, and it's hard to believe. But the studies show that moms who breastfeed actually get the better sleep. Um, And you miss fewer days of work, and it's always ready and convenient, and you don't have to... Oh, we're low and have to run to the store. I always, I nursed um, my children and I always enjoyed the convenience of not having to mess around with bottles and packing the diaper bag. It was just kind of one less, you know, multiple less things to have to bring with me. So, and mixing the formula and stuff, I just appreciated the the convenience factor. Yep. Um, There's lots of benefits for the uh, babies. Um, Just a few of them. They, um, A big one would be that they have a much lower incidence of sudden infant death syndrome or SIDS. Uh, They have fewer ear infections, fewer allergies in general, less diarrhea, less sick days. Um, And breastfed babies have the best chance at reaching their full intellectual potential because um, breast milk is good for brain development. Okay, that's a lot of good information. 
Um, so what, um, if someone is thinking about nursing, um, you know, as they're an expecting mom, where can they find some more information or, you know, what, do, what does Mercy Hospital provide uh, before the, the mom? We have a breastfeeding class um, that about once a month there's a class offered for breastfeeding. And so if they go to Mercy on Call, they could get signed up for that. Or if they go to the uh, Mercy website, they can see when classes are. Okay, and that Mercy website, is that um, the mercyiowacity.org yes. website? Yes. Okay. And then when you mentioned on call, is that a phone number? Yes, Mercy on Call. Um, okay, and I think I have that three, phone number three, Okay. Yep. Um, yep. 358. 358 There's also a 1 800 number, 358 2767. And if we have listeners outside of the local area, um, their local hospitals as well probably are offering classes as well. And I know the WIC office offers a class as well, and they have some good services for breastfeeding moms. Okay, that's good. I didn't know that. Um, They've come to our baby fair as well as you guys. Um, You guys sponsor the baby fair for us each year. We really appreciate that. And I know um, when WIC comes, Johnson County um, WIC, they did have, I think, a lactation services person come with them. So... Mm -hmm. Right. And so then, like, after mom has her baby or when she comes to the hospital, then uh, what kind of support can she expect to receive from Mercy Hospital? Our goal um, here at Mercy is that all moms get seen by a lactation consultant within the first 24 hours of birth, um, whether they've had, you know, it's their first time breastfeeding or they've had several children. And I know we've made use of your services quite a bit. I've had uh, three boys, two of them here at Mercy um, in Iowa City and one in Cedar Rapids. And um, that first experience, it's hard to prepare for, just like with anything. And um, you might have set expectations. And, uh, you know, I did as well as a new mom and thinking, oh, it would be easy or it's natural, which it is, but it is difficult. So people might encounter some obstacles um, to nursing, can we maybe talk about what some of those might be? Yes, um, you're learning a new skill. And baby's learning and mom's learning, so it can be a little difficult at first. So Deb and I like to um, come in and meet with the moms, make sure the baby's latching well. One of the difficulties in the early beginning is just getting a really good latch and knowing what that is. So we like to provide education on making sure mom knows that baby's getting enough milk and has a good latch. and. Um, making sure she's less likely to have sore nipples or, you know, keep it to a minimum. And I was kind of at first, you know, you're tentative. You are first trying to figure out how to hold this baby. And, you know, and, you know, I was like tentatively trying and you can't see because we're talking, but I'm like, I mean, you know, you're trying to like, I would just like gingerly try to, you know, have them latch on. (laughs) And the nurse helped me and she was just kind of like thrusting them right in there. And I was kind of like, whoa, but that was what you needed to do, um, you know, to help them, I think have an appropriate latch and they do say the moms that take a class beforehand have less nipple pain because they've learned about the correct latch okay very good that's very critical and so if you do start to have some pain what are some things that moms can do well I want them to get help that if somebody's complaining of sore nipples they need to have a latch assessment have the nurse or the lactation consultant observe the baby at the breast to see if they are getting that deep latch because you can correct a lot of poor latches and make it better for mom and when the baby latches better the baby gets more milk out too. 
Yep, so if a mom's experiencing pain beyond the first 30 seconds or so of nursing, she should just unlatch the baby and try again, try to get more breast tissue in the baby's mouth to have less pain. Okay. There's different holds as well that help me trying. Um, can you share some of the different types of holds? Sure. Um, a lot of times a cross-cradle hold where they will support the baby's shoulders and the base of the head uh, across their tummy, kind of, so to speak, and help guide the baby where they're going versus a lot of moms like to put the baby in the crook of their arm and bring the baby up to the breast while the baby's not sure how to reach out and grab it. and. So that's not a position I'd recommend that cradle hold until the baby's figured it out a little bit better. Okay. And for the mom, how should she be sitting or reclining or what? Well, there's a laid back reclining feeding that is found to be very effective for people. So sometimes that's absolutely fine. Sometimes it's helpful to sit up more. And so not one position works for any one mom. There's lots of different ways because sometimes a football hold is more effective for some moms. She always felt that one worked for me better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, good, it's good to try them all and know um, all the holds that you can because that will also spread the nipple soreness around. Um, and then, you know, if you can do a side lying where you lie down in bed and feed the baby on your side, that can promote rest. If you're feeling really tired, you can you can lay down and, and breastfeed once the baby gets it really well, usually. Mm, those are good examples. So not one method or is going to work for everyone, and don't be afraid to try different things. I, I kind of tell folks there's not one right, right way to parent. There's not necessarily one right way to breastfeed. You kind of figure out what works for you and your baby. Um, I had worked in the newborn nursery for 10 years before I had my first child, and I could do one feeding position successfully for the first two months. So even though they say, oh, you should change your feeding positions, that's great if it works, but it doesn't always work in the first couple months. And I think kid might be different too. You know, what works with one may not work with the next. Yeah, Mm -hmm. and a lot of moms find that they have all kinds of trouble with their first baby, and with the second baby, it's a whole different deal and breastfeeding goes a lot easier the second time that's exactly how it was for me um i had uh jacob it was hard um you know we did do it for a few months but um you know he was a bigger baby and you know someone made a comment like you don't want to starve the baby because you can't tell how much they're taking in and so we thought we'd supplement you know with a little bottle and then kind of just got easier to do and i didn't realize again how often like anytime you fed the baby you should nurse is that right Or you should pump? Right. If you're supplementing with a bottle, then your body's not getting the signal it needs to continue making milk, and so then your supply starts to go down. So we really recommend, to get off to the best start, that no bottles or artificial nipples, pacifiers, be offered until breastfeeding's well-established. And then if you do choose to supplement, it's critical that you continue to pump then, just like you you know, would normally be doing either before or after you um, use the bottle. If there is um, problems that they're experiencing, then they can come back and... Yes, we make an appointment and they can come in and work with Laura and I. Yep, they can come in for one-on-one help or um, we also offer a a class for the community. Well, it's not a class, it's more of a group that gets together once a week and um, we see moms there and... We call it breastfeeding and more support group. And I have had moms that were exclusively pumping and putting their milk in a bottle that came to group. And they're absolutely 
welcome and invited and you do not have to be a breastfeeding mom to come. You can be a, a formula feeding mom and come to our group as well. But it's a good uh, place for moms to come out and socialize and meet other moms. Good friendships mm. have started and just get questions answered. And so that is a really good thing we have here at Mercy. Are there pros and cons to like being exclusively like if you pump and feed that way to like not pros and cons more cons than like I read somewhere heard that if you're just exclusively pumping that it's not getting necessarily the same signal than if you're like nursing is that true? In the early days for making milk it is helpful to have the baby on the breast mm -hmm. uh, usually they're a little bit more effective at getting the milk out mm -hmm. but there's certainly plenty of moms who have just done pumping and bottle feeding mm -hmm. and um, they're still giving their baby many nutritional advantages. Mm -hmm. There's mm -hmm. some advantages as far as um, mouth development and whether or not they will need braces down the road there may be um, it's supposed to be helpful if they breastfeed to need less dental correction, I guess. Mm, okay. But in the end, um, they're still getting the same nutrients, nutrients, right? And yeah. um, convenience might be a factor um, if mom is going back to work, um, you know. Mm -hmm. And so it's kind of however you can make it work best for you and your family for your situation. Right. Yep, everybody's situation is different, so... We just try to support whatever that mom's um, breastfeeding goals are. Not everybody has the same goal. And so maybe don't start out saying you're going to do it through the first year, um, get through the first day. <laughs> well, see, I, I mean, even when I was expecting my, my, my oldest, you know, I think it was that I was in the delivery room and they're like, okay, so what, what are you doing? And I still was like, um, I'm not sure. Uh, let's go with breastfeeding, you know, and I, I didn't know you know, what that journey would look like. And I mean, then when I went to have my second, you know, I, I my goal was just while I was home, you know, I knew that I, you know, and so that's basically what I did. You know, I, there, you know, times I still am like, oh, I wish I could have done it longer or things were different or even just the support at home, you know, it's important to have a, you know, support on that side too. Um, not that there wasn't support, but, you know, it's just, it, it helps to make that whole process and that, that difficult time a little easier, you know. Partner support is huge for breastfeeding being successful, and so we welcome partners to come to the, the breastfeeding class ahead of time, and I oh. think dads are surprised when there's a room full of dads at the classes. Nice. Yep. Moms are more likely to be successful at breastfeeding if their partners support it. That makes sense. And Laura, you mentioned, um, you know, each child is different as well. So if your first try at it isn't um, what you expected, it doesn't mean you can't try again. Mm -hmm. uh, when my second child was born here, um, it did just seem to be natural and work like it should. And then I was kind of concerned and went the other way because I thought, oh, then I don't want them to have that nipple confusion and then, you know, pump and use the bottle. And so I just nursed exclusively, which mm -hmm. that gets to be a little difficult as well because you don't have the support of other people, you know, in the family being able to to take that 2 a.m. shift, um, you know, but it, it worked out and everyone's journey is different. I'm glad you mentioned that because sometimes people come in, they want to breastfeed, but they say they want to bottle feed as well. And so pretty early on, they're like, day one, let's give a bottle because I want my <laughs> partner to be involved here. And so I would encourage you to wait three or four weeks, really master the breastfeeding, because the bottle feeding's easy to teach, and babies suck differently on the breast than they do the bottle. 
And so sometimes if you start doing the bottles too soon, they don't want to go back to the breast. Okay. So I would caution people from jumping right on to doing that too soon. Mm -hmm. Which is a good tip. And what are some other ways that other family members could be involved, um, like oh. changing the diaper? Oh. <laughs> what better jobs than that, too? <laughs> um, well, they could get up and be supportive with mom in the, in, in the mm -hmm. night, too. I mean, absolutely. But, you know, we talk about skin to skin, and we're really doing a lot of skin to skin right after delivery to help promote breastfeeding. But dads can very much be involved with skin to skin as far as calming the baby down. Baby can um, feel their warmth and hear their heartbeat. And we even see that when we're sometimes we have to check a blood sugar on a larger baby or an early baby, and we find that helps so their blood sugars don't go too low mm -hmm. just okay. doing skin to skin sure and they can be the ones to get up initially to get the baby while mom mm -hmm. is you know getting herself ready or is you know still in bed um if there's other siblings in the house they can be holding baby you know like during the day they can cuddle mm -hmm. you know the baby before or after um so you know i think there's lots of ways that everyone can be involved and support mom and breastfeeding really is both of them working on it together because you need a support person a lot of times mm -hmm. just to prop a pillow, get you a glass of water, make sure you got your phone or remote handy. Mm -hmm. What are some um, uh, examples to help the mom feel comfortable and relaxed when she's nursing? What can you share with our listeners? Like what, like what environment, you know, put some music on or, you know, put her feet up or what are some things you would recommend? I think the um, breastfeeding pillows really help make breastfeeding more comfortable, making sure the mom has support for her wrists um, and arms because, you know, you, you're holding the baby a lot even though they don't weigh a lot. They become heavy after hours and hours of breastfeeding throughout the day. Um, and having something to eat and drink. Mom spends so much time helping um, to take care of the baby that oftentimes they don't find time to eat or drink. And if the dad or grandma or whoever can just make sure they have a glass of water nearby while they're breastfeeding, it can be, really be helpful. I often tell partners, if you see mom taking the breast to the baby and getting her neck in a weird position where she's gonna have a neck ache, reminder. Baby's really light and little in the scheme of things. Get comfortable and take the baby to the mom and then help her prop pillows. That's some good ideas. Um, so what are some foods maybe? Um, as I was researching this, um, Pinterest wasn't available when I had my first two boys, but um, there's a lot on there now, like recipes to help increase milk supply. And what, what do you guys think about that? I don't know that they actually heard anything and... Um, we went to a conference last May where they kind of say sometimes our diet is lacking in nutritional things, so maybe some of these recipes might replace some of those elements that we're not getting in our diet, so maybe that's why they're helpful. Okay. So um, I don't think lactation cookies hurt anything. It can be a good good thing. and Especially if they have some oatmeal in them. Mm -hmm. Oatmeal is supposed to be good for um, milk supply. Well, and when I was here, you had had that mother's milk tea, and I, I did. I even when I went at home, I, I had to go buy some, and I felt like when I drank it, like some I did say notice it really helps. It, it helped. I mean, I I still had my struggles with production, but you know, I could definitely tell if I'd had some that it helped. That's pretty cool. Um, I was also reading like different foods. If so, mom or moms um, are kind of thinking maybe what to help them. Um, like you said, oatmeal or nuts, um, spinach carrots, yogurt, so kind of healthy foods, right, is right. what they should be focusing on, things to avoid. Um, I always heard spicy foods. 
Not no. necessarily. Okay. No, the, the truth is moms can eat spicy food if they want. Um, your amniotic fluid picks up the flavors of the foods you eat. And so that's why your different nationalities with the spices and the foods they have, those mm -hmm. babies are used to that in their milk. And okay. So that was kind of an interesting thing I learned over the years. And I think it helps babies become less picky eaters if their mom eats a wide variety of foods. The babies have already had a wide variety of flavors in their breast milk, so when they start eating foods, they, they, the idea is they'll be less picky eaters. Yeah, we're working on that right now. I have a nine-month-old, and she's like starting eating last night. So I'd given her some avocado a while back, and she kind of was like, no. And then we had guacamole last night, and I'm like, I'm just going to see what she does. You know, I had a little more spice to it and stuff, and she loved it. Like she just, and I'm like, okay, you don't like just the plain, you know, cut-up avocado, but give me some guacamole, and you're good to go. But I love guacamole, and so. She's had it before, Yeah, right? it was funny. So nursing moms, though, should avoid alcohol. <laughs> no, totally. Okay. <laughs> That's just, you know, things I've heard or that, you know, people don't understand exactly. Like, is there a time frame you should wait? Or, like, I've always heard, like, pumping and dumping or... Well, if you're going to go party hardy and have a lot, <laughs> yes, you should pump and dump. If, okay. you're, if you're feeling the effects of alcohol, you, you shouldn't breastfeed at the same time. But alcohol does filter out of your breast milk just like it filters out of your blood. So okay. have your glass of wine, half glass of wine or your beer after you've breastfed so your body metabolizes it. Okay. So people in Europe have an evening glass of wine when they have their meal. And That's true. It's like most things um, in moderation. It's, it's, it's okay. The, the main thing is, is you want to have a sober person available to take care of the baby <laughs> at all times. So mm -hmm. we're That's already true. very tired moms. Um, if, if you do drink, that just makes it that much harder to wake up to take care of the baby. So you just need to make sure, you know, it's, it's in moderation. Okay. Um, can we touch on mastitis and maybe explain briefly what that is and symptoms or signs to look for? Sure. Most moms get lumps and bumps in their breasts when they're making milk and so if you have a breast that's getting red hot and painful I mean if it starts with that lump or bump that's kind of hard I tell moms they should try to breastfeed and really take a warm washcloth and massage that spot while the baby's eating and get the milk warped down but if it gets worse and um, then they start aching all over, feeling like they got the flu, chilling, running a fever. Well, at that point, they need to call their OB doctor and let them know what's going on and get put on an antibiotic to clear it up. But oftentimes, you can prevent it from turning into mastitis, breast infection, just by getting those pockets of milk worked out. So it's basically just milk that's not getting its way down, it's kind of just staying up in milk that tissue? Milk gets stuck in there, and then it can develop into an infection. Okay. Yeah bacteria multiply mm -hmm. but it's important for the moms to keep breastfeeding when that happens it, it doesn't mean you have to stop breastfeeding it actually helps um, your your body get rid of the mastitis by breastfeeding it doesn't hurt the baby okay well, that's good information to know because you've got a lot you know that you're trying to work through so mm -hmm. um, if you do have cracked or bleeding or sore nipples um, you know how common is that what can you do to help prevent that or once that happens is there salves or so that's back to that correct latch okay would be the first thing but um, we try to we do have samples of lanolin here at the hospital that we give out and kind of go over nipple care with moms there are um, 
hydrogels that we occasionally use for moist healing. It's kind of an individual thing depending on what's going on. And with my first child, then I, I had a hand pump, which did not work well for me. But um, I know other moms that, you know, there's a variety of pumps out there as well um, that works for them too. But so as I was kind of going through my difficulties and stuff, I called and um, I came in to see you guys. And, um, you know, you had the industrial strength pumps, you know, and stuff. So I, I used that and just felt great when I walked out. So um, that gave me a big boost in my confidence because, you know, I wasn't getting as much milk out. And um, I left with like two full bottles and it was just, you know, a great feeling. I felt so much lighter and I think I, I didn't get mastitis. I think I was probably going down that road, but um, getting that cleared out, like you said, I think helped me. Many of the insurance companies are paying for electric breast pumps for moms with mm -hmm. each pregnancy really? now with the Affordable Care Act. Yeah. Oh. Um, don't know where that's going and if that will continue. Um, if perhaps mom doesn't have insurance where she can get that, if she's eligible for WIC, the Women, Infant, and Children program, they can get electric pumps free rental for a whole year in the Johnson County area. Um, to really help them get through their pump needs with breastfeeding. Well, and another thing to consider with pumps, I know this is kind of going off subject, but like the the pump, I'm trying to think the that they're different sizes. You know, yep, it comes with like a, mm -hmm. the the standard size, and you know, sometimes you know if you're having troubles, it could be from a not a proper sized. Yeah, um, many moms don't realize there's different cups that fit these pumps. Mm -hmm. One size does not fit all. Yeah, and that is something we Laura and I try to look at when they're here. Um, if they need a pump to go home with. Yeah, we encourage moms to bring their pumps into the hospital too to um, okay. when they have the baby and we can go over with them how to use them if they're not sure. Mm -hmm. Or they can come to our breastfeeding group that meets on Thursdays. They can bring their pump there and we can, you know, look at it with them if mm -hmm. they're having issues. That's great. Um, the library also has um, some books in our collection on breastfeeding and nursing. So um, if you're local here in the area, they're in our parenting section. Um, any local library will also have some resources as well for you. So that's another um, outlet for, for families. Um, and any information that moms get ahead of time is very helpful, I think. That's, that's a great point because um, you well, can... I was going to say also, but, you know, and Google is a good resource, but it also can be another world of things. So I feel like if you're unsure or whatever, always contacting or, you know, either asking your OB or calling the Mercy on Call and talking to an actual consultant, you know, about your questions and stuff is probably, you know, I tend to, I tend to be somebody who want to go to Google and look up all the answers or whatever, but you could also have yourself convinced of other things and <laughs> that's not always good too. That's right. Um, we also um, are very excited still. We have our locally grown lactation room. And so Mercy Hospital, as I mentioned, has partnered with us on our baby fair. And what we'd been doing in the past when um, our patrons had come in and wanted to nurse or pump, uh, unfortunately, they were using our restrooms or staff offices. And so we saw a need in our young growing community uh, for that resource. And um, we're so appreciative that Mercy just kind of took it and ran and uh, went with it and the construction and architecture and design and building of that lactation room was all taken care of and so um, it does get used quite frequently um, it's oh, right in our children's area so um, mom doesn't have to leave and you know head to the other side of the library 
Um, we have enough room in there for um, mom, baby. Stroller. Yeah, stroller. Um, that we put some toys in there. We can put a little chair for, and one time I put grandma, um, child, the baby, and mom in there, and there was still room for them. Nice. So. Yeah. So that has been another good resource because I know when you're first starting out, it might be intimidating to nurse in public. Mm -hmm. um, you know, baby maybe still is trying to figure it out. You as well, you might be nervous. Some of the seasoned moms, you know, don't have any issues or, you know, are fine with doing that. But for those moms who do want to pump or have a little bit of privacy, um, maybe. An option available. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of places now are, are adding those types of rooms mm -hmm. too and spaces for families. So you guys have um, ongoing programs available, that's right? Yes. Okay. So the um, breastfeeding and more support group meets every Thursday at noon, usually in the Macaulay rooms of the Mercy Medical Plaza. Okay. Um, Thursday, Thanksgiving, we don't meet. Okay. Yep. And our next um, breastfeeding class um, will be on Monday, November 6th. And it's a great class to come to if you are an expecting um, parents. We go over all things breastfeeding. It's a, it's an, how long is it? Like a two, two and a half hour, no, just two, two hours. hour, two hour long class um, that goes over breastfeeding and what to do when things don't go right. And um, we you know we answer your questions and go over pumping and pretty much everything. And you can, um, so if you do pump, that milk is good for a few hours outside of the Four to six hours at room temp. Okay. And you can freeze it? Six months to a year. Okay. And it's good in the fridge three to, um, three to eight days. Which I really love the convenience of that too. So it helps you if you are pumping, you can kind of get ahead then a little bit. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, other resources as well, as I mentioned, Mercy has come to our baby fair that we have each year. But um, this past year, we also had the Mother's Milk Bank of Iowa come, mm -hmm. which I was not even aware of them. Um, the Iowa Breastfeeding Coalition and the La Leche League as well they're in cedar rapids i don't yes. believe there's one currently in our area correct they are however meeting the next few months at our library um so you can call the library or take a look at our website for more information on that um they do want to start um see that gauge the interest to see if they can um, get that support group started in this area so anyone out there um, you know, give us a call at the library. Our phone number is 319-626-5701. And um, you can come in and sit in on that group. Um, and there would be similar groups around, you know, Iowa or wherever, right, for moms to just, you know, once they are, you know, leave the hospital and stuff, there's resources for them. Usually the hospital they deliver at would have resources to let them know about. Okay, great. Uh, before we end today's podcast, we usually like to ask our guests um, if you could share with our listeners either a favorite story that you enjoy reading to your children or one that was always asked for over and over, or as a child, if you were read to, what a, a favorite book you maybe remember or a fond memory of story times? Um, I'm going to say, uh, let's see, I think it's Shel Silverstein's Where the Sidewalk Ends. Mm -hmm. uh, my mom read that to me as a kid and now uh, my husband and I read it to our kids and they just love it we just they all pick out a poem um, every night and they think it's funny and it's a good time nice that rhyming babies like to hear rhyming that's important for them that's a great book um, I too read to my kids I started right when they were babies reading to them 
and they loved to sit and read. Um, still, even as teenagers, they would be like, Mom, we haven't read a book together in a while. But uh, we read many <laughs> Curious George stories over mm. and over. When they got a little bit older, like first grade and second grade, then we liked the Lindley Dodd books, mm-hmm. like Hearing the Clary from Donaldson's Dairy. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Great. That's well, thanks, thanks for sharing that with us. Yes. All right. Well, today we talked with Deb and Laura, both nurses and certified lactation consultants here at Mercy Hospital, Iowa City. Um, They talked about all things breastfeeding and um, gave some great tips and things to think about as you're preparing that journey and um, both great resources if you are delivering here or even just in the area and have questions. Um, So... We thank you guys for joining us today. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Thanks so much for joining us today. We appreciate that. You guys had a lot of great information for new and expecting um, moms and families.